Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call to join Allworth's Money Matters. Call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McLean. Thanks for joining us. That's right. I'm glad. Uh, here we are at the end of January. Alrighty. How are you and, doing on your New Year's resolution? Oh, my. My, my, my. You know, it's funny. Now I bring that up. This is a financial program with a financial advisor. We're going to take calls here in a moment. But one of my goals was to look through, and I think I mentioned this in the program, look through a, an account that I have that I've had years ago that I just had. I, ne- I needed to just do a little time to, to dig into it. And I've yet to do it. Oh, and, yeah. You know, here it, it is. An investment account. Yeah. And here, here it is. The cobbler's kids go barefoot. It's personal. You know what? I got to. Yeah. I mean, one of the benefits of actually having uh, it's money outside of money that you have in an Allworth account, you're responsible for trading it. it the Allworth accounts are... Yeah, I know. And I, I like them because yeah, there's people who look at them. From, uh, different. from 20 some odd years ago that oh, just... yeah. I don't want to get into the details because it's irrelevant. But what is relevant is that I have yet to... I'm, I'm behind on my goals for the year. Yeah. I was going to lose... a pretty small goal. I was going to lose some weight. That's where I started the year. And then I realized I'm not that overweight to begin with. So... <laughs> I started... I thought I'm going to lose eight, eight, ten pounds, and and then I'm really like, put these pants. On. I'm like, these things aren't that tight. <laughs> I look pretty good. I'm not that bad. <laughs> I'm 59. I'm supposed to have kind of a dad bod, I guess is what they call it. Well, you don't have like a big belly or anything. No, but no. <laughs> look, I'm looking, I'm looking pretty All good. Right. So I gave up on that. And then there was other okay. some religious stuff I was going to do. And All right, eight three go. Th- <laughs> <laughs> At least the I one thing that's funny: the older you get, the more you get to know yourself. Yeah, I, you know, I don't really like this part of me, but I don't. I've tried, and I don't think it's going to change all that much, right? <laughs> You're like, ah, listen, <laughs> full package. My, my wife's still here, 36 years. It's fine. All right, uh, this is a financial program. We'll talk about. Uh, Financial matters and take your calls. And if you want to be part of the program, 833 worth will get you lined up uh, to have a call with us. 833 worth Numerically, it's 833-999-6784. And uh, if you're a podcast listener and you want to just send us an email to schedule it, you can send us an email. Well, you can be a radio listener, too, at questions at moneymatters.com. Questions at moneymatters.com. And uh, we'll get you yep. Yep. set up to take uh, take some calls. So let's uh, we're going to start off here with Dina. Dina, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. Hi, Dina. Oh, I didn't want to say that. Everybody always says that. I don't like that. <laughs> what do um, you want to say? I just started listening. Oh, said she, she didn't want to say thank you for taking the call. <laughs> oh. But everybody does. That's I don't right. mind. I appreciate the thank you. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, <laughs> Dina. I just had listening to you when I work out in the morning. I wish I would have started when, uh, Pat, I ran on a relay team with you from Santa, Napa to Santa Cruz. Well, that was Scott Hansen. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't me. You ran on a team with me 20 years ago. Yeah. That was a, I did, I a, I did it probably five or six years, and there was one year we had a co-ed team. My wife ran, too. Were you the year my wife ran? I was in a, a separate know, van. I was in a different van, though. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this is for the rest of the listeners. This <laughs> thing sounded like a complete nightmare. But Scott or Dina, will you go ahead and describe what you guys would consider fun running all and then sleeping in a van Dina, and then running ahead. again? It was really fun. Everybody has a couple legs. You run five, six miles a couple times, and you get to see different parts of the country. And you tag just, team with your it's essentially it's two hundred miles. You have 12 runners. Um, there's thir- it's broken down into 36 different legs. Each runner runs three legs. So if you are runner number three, you run leg number three, leg number 15, leg number 28. But, you, but, but you're sitting around in the van the rest of the time you're not running. Well, for the first sixth, you've got your guys or gals out there, and then, then, then you get a little break while van two does its and what six do you, legs. Like, and- what happens? Do you... Do you 
sleep in a hotel when you're not running? Do you sleep in the van? Do you sleep well, on the side I, of the I, road? I, I, I did this before. I, the first year I did it, I was 29, I think. My dad uh, ran with us. I thought he was an old man then, and he was about my age now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and um, <laughs> and uh, we, but I, we tried sleeping in a park one year. Mm-hmm. Sprinklers went on. Not didn't work out so okay. well. Okay. Uh, we slept in a friend's parents' house. Okay, that's all right. And then later we said, let's just get a hotel room. Okay. Smarter. Yeah, we slept in a hotel. All right, okay, yeah. I think right. I think the time we did co-ed, I did co-ed was three or four years. Into but the, that's the not why you called, Dina. You probably called because you had a question. No. Okay. I do. I am 56 years old. I have two questions, three if I'm not respectful for your time. Okay. Uh, so the first question is, 56 years old, I going through a divorce, I need to make a decision if I'm taking an IRA or eight years of a PERS oh. pension. Okay. The IRA, was valued, yep, the IRA was valued last January 31st at 321000 It either made 11% or 19% during the year. I don't really have access to those accounts, but I'm speculating between the two. Okay. My... Per's pension, I right now I have 27 years in the system. I plan to have 34 when I retire at 63. That per's pension value to my ex-husband, because he can start drawing now, is $1,900 a month. The value to me, if I make if I make it to 63, is $2,500 a month. Is it what percentage? So, my- so, so uh, let me ask a couple of questions here. Um, how old is your husband? Oh, uh, we're both fifty-six. Okay, oh, he's turning fifty-seven. All right, and you you uh, uh, work for a state or municipality, and you are part yes. participant of the public employee retirement system of the pension. Who owns yes. the IRA? It's in his name. He's self-employed. Okay. And do you have any money uh, in your four hundred three b or four fifty-seven or four hundred one k at all? Yes. I have, and I should be able to keep that because we're splitting the assets. I have right now. I have three hundred forty-two thousand, all in mutual funds. Ten. So 10, how 10, how 10, are 10. you guys pricing this eight years of service? So the, you, I priced it on the PERS website that eight years is you take the time you were married and basically you divide it by two, uh-huh. and then you didn't you price calculate it, it out. You didn't, but you, but you, you gave us the equivalent of $321,000. How much does that buy? Right. So the question is, did you have an actuary do a net present value calculation of this flow of income for your ex-husband to determine the net present value? Or did you just pull these numbers out of thin air? The website. A little bit of both. (laughs) So. Um, I did a, I myself, I have not paid an actuarial yet. It is one of the things that I don't considered. know. She's an actuary. Yeah. She, she, uh, any decent financial advisor can do it. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I used a life expectancy calculator, eight years of the PERS pension at the 1900. And I guess I'll have to look and see if I did that right. Uh, the life expectancy, which doesn't take into the, um, some other tables. So okay. it was four hundred twenty-one thousand. But what interest rate did you assume? Five. Okay. I assumed five. We also did. You could go buy a um, what would you call it? An annuity today it would cost you about four hundred twenty-one thousand to provide that kind of income stream over a certain period of time. Yeah. Was still about four hundred twenty-one thousand. But you said that his IBRA was three hundred twenty-one, not four twenty-one. I know because what we did was we split all of our retirement accounts. Okay. We split all the retirement accounts, the cash, buying out the house, split the cash, split the retirement account, and what we thought the for the eight years of PERS was worth. And so that's what we. So were if at at a five percent discount rate, I would take the pension over the IRA, but it. it, it it all depends on how much pension you get. So, because the because the 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 PERS is going to yield you greater than that, and you also have cost of living increases on it that you wouldn't have otherwise in an inflationary environment. At five percent. At okay, at sixty three, the pension would yield me ten thousand three hundred forty dollars. 
a month. What do you want to do? But, but Scott, I don't, I don't think we should go there, right? The math is all wrong. Look, this this math is all wrong. Get, well, there's two ways to look at the math. math. There's Dina's math, and then there's her ex-husband's math. <laughs> Understand, but this is so negotiated, we're working, but we're representing Dina. Dina. Oh, yeah, we're representing But if Dina. your husband calls the show, we'll be representing him. <laughs> exactly. You're representing me. So, so the, 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 the thing is, is that, so that interest rate. Oftentimes, Sometimes someone will say, well, we have a million dollars equity in the house. We'll have a million dollars IRA. You take the IRA. I take the house. As advisors, we're like, oh, that's crazy just because the tax implications are so different. Yeah. So, But you split the mm-hmm. house 50-50. You're not trading any non-qualified money for qualified money, correct? Wait, uh, he bought me out of the house, and I, had to, I bought a new house. He paid you in cash? Yeah. Okay. He sold the house. Pulled, we pulled the cash out. No, nope, we pulled the cash out of the house. He refinanced. Okay. Okay. All right. Perfect. So this. So we're not going to be able to answer the question on the air here. Okay. Because this is you used a five percent interest rate to determine the net present value. Okay. Where did that number come from? I mean, the closest thing you're going to get to fair market value, it'd be that annuity, the cost of that annuity. Look at a, a okay. um, marketplace annuity. Yeah, but the, but I would take it maybe even another step. First thing I would ask myself is, Dean, I'd ask, what does your life longevity look like? How old were your parents when they died, or are they still alive? So, yeah, they're still alive. I think I think my mom will be into her nineties. Okay, so look, my gra- yeah, you use a normal life expectancy for your husband in order to determine it. The first thing you got to question is. Normal means we have taken the whole population and we have determined what the average life expectancy in order to get to this calculation. We know as well as you know that the higher your education and or your income level, the greater your life expectancy is. The more active you are, the greater the life expectancy is. So the average life expectancy may not have anything to do with you. No, right. And the second thing is yeah, yeah. this insurance uh, or the, the, the interest rate. So the closest you're going to get to a real number is what you could buy in the open market, which is a non-commissionable life annuity. But I think that that would be wrong. If I were your advisor, I would say, you know, what is your what is your husband's preference? Ex-husband's. Oh, I think both of our uh, the preference probably be that I just keep my purse because it's easier. You don't have to go get the quadro. They look like they're. And that's where. Then that's that's. Uh, yeah, uh, listen, this is where I'd go. That's where I'd go too. I, I, now and, it's just and, a negotiation. And then I would actually then I'd put as much money into equities on your four hundred one k or four fifty seven as you could. So going uh, here's what I, okay. if I were in your situation, if I were representing you, like I I would hire somebody to do these calculations for you. Calculate them a couple okay. different ways, right? And then mm-hmm. um, go to your ex and say, look, we had these ca- calculations, um, and then maybe discount it a little, <laughs> a little bit, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, that's a I negotiation so. thing. He would just assume move on. Okay. And if I, if I could choose between uh, money in an IRA or a, a pension guaranteed by uh, – by PERS with a cost of living adjustment, I would take the pension. I would take the pension as well. Especially you said that the cost of the annuity was 421 and you said that he's willing to accept 321. Did you not say that? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good deal. Well, if if it's that right now, then I don't even know. You don't even need to go through the calculation. That's a great deal. So if he's willing to okay. accept, if 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 in the if you price it in the in the open market and it takes you 421 to buy the same income stream with no cost of living, then you're you're yeah. you're getting a screaming deal buying it, that pension from him for three hundred and twenty one thousand dollars screaming deal. I'd run over to his house right now and have him sign the paperwork. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll, I'll do that right after the show. Um, can I ask my second question? So, assuming I'm keeping the curves, I'd like to know if what difference I should do planning for retirement. I have a house value at 675 but I got a whopping mortgage of 475 um, I have my 403B of 342000 yep. I have cash of about 170 
and I listened to your podcast last night or your show. And so I calculated what my revenue is that I'm living on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is from my check after I take out all my FICA and my Medicare and my PERS, my, it's about 9,200, but then I get a thousand dollars a month for child support. And that's all comfortable. How old are your I children? That. So, she is almost 16. Two years of college funded. The rest will be loans and pay as we go. Okay. Um, so your question is, you've, you're going to, you're going to come out the backside of this in pretty good shape financially. Yeah. You're That's fine. unusual. Yeah. You're okay. fine. You're fine. You're I mean, fine. Oftentimes it's, it's a disaster. I don't even know if I, I don't even know if I would accelerate the, uh, the payments on the, on the mortgage. I, I, and I don't, I don't put anything into my retirement. I really don't have I, anything unless I don't want to do vacation and I like vacation. So I want to do stuff with my daughter. I, well, so you, you need to continue money. to fund your retirement plan. I don't. Yeah. I haven't. Reti- I, I don't put anything. I do. Well, I put someone, my purse every year. Somehow, three hundred forty-two thousand dollars ended up in your four hundred one k or your four fifty-seven. Did it not? Yeah. So you funded it, it at some point in time. Yeah, that was uh, probably ten years ago. Okay. Well, then you need to start at least that a little bit again. Probably ten percent of your pay. Like, here's. I, I think you could okay. be here's and. You're 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 in a situation you weren't planning on earlier in your life, right? So here you are now, you're yeah, s- right? Single mom, you got a 16 yeah. year old daughter. You're looking at like, all right, I've got a couple years left with this girl. Then she's going to be off to college, and before we know it, she's going to be having her own life. You bought a house that's going to that works for you guys now, but you don't know what your life's going to look like in four years or five years or when she's out of college. Yeah, Who, I don't. You have no idea, right? Um, nope. so I, I think you could feel if you work out this, this deal where you're maintaining your pension, you could feel in a great position that you've got a nice pension coming in, but to Pat's point to get a little more retirement savings between now and the time, whatever that age you ultimately retire would certainly be helpful. Yeah. Just start by putting 5%. I normally don't like to see someone with so much cash on hand either, but your daughter's going to go away to college or she's going to, you're going to pay for college. And by the way, if I had to do it again, I'd have my kids take out more student loans. Um, that's what I'm doing because when my when my Social Security comes in, that's just like an extra eighteen hundred dollars a month to me. That's play money. Well, there's no such thing as play money. Um, <laughs> it's play money. <laughs> you can call whatever it's you play want. Money. Um, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Just, just start putting in 10% of your pay into your 401k and put it all equities. Every, every dime of it, yes, you want to sure. go hundred percent equities and then just come back and revisit uh, your financial situation in a year. But make yeah. that, if your uh, ex-husband's willing to take that $321,000 for that pension, yeah, it's a good deal. Yep. I would agree. Okay. That's a good deal. All I right. Do. Appreciate the call. Thanks for okay, being great. a Dana. listener. And Dina, listen for the rest of the listeners. We're trying to get our podcast listening listenership up. And the reason is my marketing guy was explaining this to me yesterday. We were in a meeting. He said, <laughs> if you get people to actually subscribe more to your podcast and share it with their friends and hire the ratings, you're going to hit a list at some point in time called 10, top 10, 10 or yeah. top 20, whatever. Once you hit one of these top 10 or 20 lists. Your, your life's going to change. My, he said it, it's a tipping point. He used the word, he used the word tipping point. Pat, your career might actually mean something. Then. He said, Pat, you're going to reach a tipping point. And I thought, I read the book tipping point. I'd like to, I'd like to see what a tipping point looks like. I'm a big fan of Malcolm Gladwell. So, I referred it to three people already. I already referred uh, it to three okay. people. Oh, thank you. So anyway, for the no, rest of welcome. Dina, thank you. I appreciate the call. So all the rest of the listeners, if you listen to our podcast, our marketing guy says if we get a bunch more listeners and we get on the top 10 or 20 list, <laughs> we're going to hit everything. He called it a tipping point. <laughs> and, and, and then what? Oh, that's I can't I, wait. I, I know. <laughs> Our life will be so much better. I can't wait. I've always wanted to see. I wanted to be involved in a tipping point. Uh, let's continue. <laughs> Didn't he call it a tipping point? I don't know. He did. He did. I don't really listen to him. Because <laughs> I laughed. In, <laughs> I laughed internally when he called it a tipping point. Let's, uh, <laughs> but I like him. He's a great marketing uh, guy. <laughs>
We're in Southern California talking with Art. Art, you're with Allworth Money Matters. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Wonderful. What and can we so do for you? I'm 68, and I have a million dollars that I had for emergency or whatever, sitting in guaranteed about 2.5% CDs that are maturing next month. Wow, you bought okay. these a long time ago. I bought them about two years ago, yeah. 2.5%? Yeah, they were add-ons at the credit union. Okay. It's a Navy credit union. <clears throat> okay, good deal. So anyway, you know, I've... I have a house in Southern California, and you know California real estate. It's done very well. Yes. So I'm down at the Marina on a private island behind the gate. Aren't we all? So about half of what I (laughs) – yeah. So, so yeah. So, uh, you know, I want to just live the way I'm living now for the rest of my life. Okay. You know, if I die the way I'm doing now, I did really good. So I'm not wanting to throw money at anything that I don't understand. And I don't, you know, really feel good about stocks right now. Okay. Where's your income coming from? Uh, actually, I'm drawn from my wife's Social Security, and I'm going to hold mine till I'm 70. So I'll peak out at about 43000 in okay. about two years. No, what, what are you living so, on today? I you said you have a million dollars in, um, how did you describe it? Stable. Reserve funds or something yeah. like that. Yeah, C- CDs. Yeah, just straight up CDs. Do you have, like, do you have money in, in 401ks or IRAs or brokerage accounts yeah, or anything like that? Between, it's split between 401ks and CDs. And then I've got about 400000 that will mature again next year. Okay. And guaranteed about three, three and a, a So, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, so, is your, your home's paid for? Yeah, home's fully paid you ha- for. You're, and you're retired. Yeah, I retired you, about eight years Do you have a, a pension? Uh, what I did is let the pension ride. It's a better deal. It's a guaranteed five, and I don't want the money anyway. Uh, and then how much what do I, you have saved, uh, all your savings? At least the house. So the house is about a million four, so about a million six, and straight up everything. Got it. Okay. Got it, got it, got it. And how are you paying for your living expenses today? Where's that uh, money coming I just coming draw from? cash. Okay. Yeah, I, well, like I said, I, I get about 900 from Social Security. Everything's paid for, so my own biggest expense is my house taxes. Okay. You know, and I, I bought cheap, so... I and is your, is your wife still alive? Uh, no. Okay. No, we divorced. So you... Oh, you divorced. Okay, thank you. Oh, she's yeah. good as dead. He didn't say that. He said, is your wife alive? He says no. So just, he didn't say no. Did he say yes? He didn't mean that, obviously. Okay. I'm just kidding. All right. So what's your question for us, Art? So what I'm doing is, you know, like I said, I'm not real big on equities. So when I look at it, the big picture, about 51% of the market gains from April, December were Apple, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Tesla, and Google. Okay. So my concern is it looks like another nifty 50 type multi-year underperformance from the 1980s okay okay so what's your pe's got up to about 42 yep yep so what's your language so what's your question for us so what i'm looking at is uh tips you know for the bond side okay and as i looked into it more you know uh inflation the 10 years gone from 183 they expected to go to 2.1 the global bond index has already lost 2.2%. So it sounds like you've made uh, up your mind of what to do, what you're doing. What's your question for us? What do you do? Okay, so the bottom line is, you know, I don't, you know, as, as I look more into tips by the time I pay the premium for 100000 It's a negative return. You're, getting a, yeah, you're having a negative real return. return. Yeah. Like 3%. Yeah. Last so I looked, like 3 percentage real return, point. You know, the only good thing is that the California real estate Went up thirty percent. Okay, I know, but that's not. The, but we we can't do anything about that. No, that's, that's no, all part of that. That's your net worth, you're, and you're not spending your home, and you don't want to leave the island. So, is your question? Is your question? Uh, are tips a good idea, or is there an alternative? What's I, I'm yeah? What's, to find. what's my alternative if I don't like stocks and bonds are losing? Just roll the CDs over. Losing. Roll the CDs over, or the tips, or the tips, or buy short-term treasuries. I mean, I don't know if it's your best solution long-term, or but... or, or buy some munis. But you're not in a high enough you know, marginal tax bracket to actually matter for the munis. It's not going to do you any benefit there. No, it's not going to so, do me any good. So buy, right, roll the right. CDs, roll the CDs, or well, buy tips or get. Look like, 
look like a half a percent. Is oh, the if you're lucky. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. yeah, if you're lucky. But that's, listen, you're, you're not willing to actually, um, you're not willing to p- participate in any form or fashion in any sort of a risk. And when we talk about right risk, yeah. remember, there's long-term risk and there's short-term risk. Your long-term risk right now with your portfolio is inflation, whether you know it or not. Yeah, for sure. So uh, appreciate the call. The problem with inflation is starts eating things away. It's a, at 68, I would have more of a balanced, diversified approach. But it's not going to matter one way or the other. Just roll it over into CDs if it if makes you comfortable. If he somehow lives on $900 a month and does fine, then perfect. And so be it. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. And our contact number, if you want to join us, love to take your call, 833-99-WORTH. Again, that's 833-99-WORTH. This is Scott Hansen, Pat McLean, All Worth Money Matters. We'll be right back. get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McLean. 833-99-WORTH. Pat, um, before we're done, I want to talk about Peloton. Not the bike, the company. The stock, particularly. Yes. Because... What did I see? It was down 80-some percent or... do you want to talk about it now and then take calls? Or? All right. We will Let's promise we'll take the calls. So Peloton, my wife has a Peloton bike. My wife loves Peloton. For those of you that don't know. Everyone knows what a Peloton bike is. All right. If you don't know. I don't know where you've been. Yeah. Just get, get the Google machine. <laughs> There's something called a computer. <laughs> right. my, my wife loves it. And she uses the uh, their app. Which I think we pay thirty nine bucks a month, which for. is kind of a pricey subscription. Yeah, forty bucks, um, and she has the yoga classes on there. Oh. She does some other classes, and she loves it. She's an introvert by nature, and so the fact that she doesn't have to go to the gym anymore, like she she loves the thing, and a lot of people do. But the from a company, this is the, and the reason we're talking about this is because this is the sort of company that you would have thought, oh, they. I mean, it's what a great place to be. It's a subscription company, so it works kind of like a software company. These once you someone has a bike, they're never going to cancel their subscription. It's going to go forever. COVID hits. Oh my gosh, this working from home, workout from home. That's never going to change. It's going to just continue forever. People aren't going to go back to the gyms. That stock, when the stock went public in September of 2019, the IPO was priced at twenty nine dollars a share. So the bankers say it's worth twenty nine bucks a share. Uh, when the stock first started trading, the first trade came out at $27 a share. Which means that it came under, under it's never what the bankers under. thought. So this was just September of 2019. The stock went through the roof during the early, during COVID. Right? Because. So when is that March of 20? It hit a high, 52-week high. At least the last 52 weeks, the high has been 166 bucks. Holy smokes. So 27 166. Yeah. It's at $26 uh, the last I had looked. Below. I'm not sure exactly the time. Below, below uh, offering price. Below the first trade. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things. Is that, that just amazing? Look how many more subscribers they have today than they had. Yeah, but, they're, but they haven't been operating profitably. No. They haven't been operating properly. And in fact, they're they sub- say they could quit making bikes for a while. Yeah. And, they can't subscri- the, and the subscriptions can. are down. What I thought was interesting is that they were actually starting to charge before you'd have someone come to your house and set it up for you. And then they tune it up for you and get you all set up and train you on it. Now they said that they're going to start charging for that. Yeah, like 250 bucks or something like that. And I thought to myself, this is a strange, strange thing that, if I'm having a hard time selling subscriptions, I'm going to raise my prices. I'm going to make the machine itself. This is no different than Apple's model 
That's right. Which is, I'm going to sell your equipment, an equipment, some equipment to you, and then a bunch of services that you're paying on a monthly basis. Yeah, and maybe I can sell three or four of them. Maybe a yoga one, maybe a bike one, maybe a mindfulness one. Maybe you know I've got a personal coach or whatever they are. Anyway, but the mere fact that they, I was reading about them last week too. It was like, what was the thinking that you could charge more and it would actually help the company? To, to buy the hardware. Well, I think I think what's happened is they had some projections on what they were going to hit. Like, oh. like, but it seems to me that demand probably already swept through. If you were going to get a Peloton, you've already got. You probably Peloton. got one by I, now. I mean, I think. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of the reality. And there's a lot of people who say I'd rather go back to the gym and take a spin class in person. Than they're all sitting around home. the company. Going, you remember the good old days in the pandemic? That's what they're thinking. <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> the lockdown. What are those? Like, good bring the lockdowns back. Were <laughs> those the good old days? <laughs> uh, well, of course. I mean. Right from a company standpoint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. That's uh. But it, it was it's just it's one of those reminders that if you you've got some hunch on some sort of company you want to buy the stock, fine. Have it a small piece of your portfolio. Because if you would have bet big on this, it wouldn't. It, would have have, it might have been life changing. Yeah. And not in a good way. So anyway, let's uh let's head to the calls here. We're talking to Ed in Connecticut. Ed, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Good day, gentlemen. How are you today? Fantastic. Hey, uh, I just wanted to say, when I discovered you guys a couple of years ago, I think on the New York radio station, I went back and I downloaded and listened to all of your podcasts going back to like 2015. Oh, did you really? uh, Yes, and and I I just cannot thank you enough for uh, the wonderful education you've given me over these past couple of years. Oh, thank you. We've been actually broadcasting since 1995, but... uh... That was pre. Right, that was back when it was still tape. I, I think you were on WABC in New York, is where I heard you one day. I, and I just happened to hear you, and I don't know. But anyhow, I was, I'm glad I found you. But anyhow, um, I, I think I'm doing a pretty good job saving for retirement. You know, um, 62 and 60 respectively. We got about 1.4 um, variety of accounts. Uh, the house is almost paid for. Probably work another four or five years, and I'm figuring 1.4 will be. You know, somewhere around two million in in seven or eight years, we keep putting money in, and the market grows. But I'm I'm starting to think now about you know the spend down phase. Um, you know, I, I I'm I'm moving towards getting about I don't know two hundred fifty three hundred thousand in cash in the retirement uh, portfolio, and and I guess using the barbell approach, you know, take out forty or fifty a year, and um, you know, replenish that as you go along. I mean, our fixed, you know, our pensions and everything would probably be, I don't know, eighty, ninety thousand a year. So I, I, I almost think we could live on our fixed uh, income. Mm-hmm. So anything we pull out of our, uh, you know, anything we. So pull are you a hundred percent in stocks in your retirement accounts? We're about eight, about eighty-five, fifteen. So okay. you know, and like I say, that's about cash position. Cash and stocks are about I don't know two hundred fifty thousand out of that amount. But like I said, I you know eighty five or ninety in pensions and Social Security, yeah. five or six years. I mean, that seems like a pretty good chunk of money for us to live on. And what, what's what's your income now between you and your spouse? About about, about one seventy. Oh, you're perfect. Yeah. And your home but will like be said, paid off. You'll get Social Security. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah. We got about fit, about forty left on the mortgage, so you know that'll be gone. That'll be gone soon enough. But like I said, it's it's just. Knowing where to position in retirement, like I said, I, I've heard of the barbell strategy. You know, you keep four or five years worth of cash in your retirement, and, and you keep going up the barbell as as the market grows. You'll throw money back into the cash bucket. Uh, it doesn't yeah. sound very sophisticated, but I, I, I no, can be. understand. Well, you could call it barbell. We call it rebalancing because we want to sound more f- sophisticated. I don't know if that sounds sophisticated or not, but I mean, your investments are based upon. Two primary things. One, how long you have before you need those dollars. And two, how much ups and downs you can stomach. You've got 85% in stocks. You've obviously been comfortable with the financial markets. You know they go yep. through cycles. You know yep. that this thing could fall dramatically in the next couple months. You're like, if it does, it's going to come back. It always has come back. So that's what you're betting on, right? So then it comes. Yeah. To, yeah. So then it comes to end. You're, furthermore, you're in a situation like, look, even if things really went south, 
I'm protected because I've got this great pension coming in and I don't have to, that would meet my needs even if everything else blew up. So I, I would, um, I would base the amount of uh, cash you have based upon uh, purely on your income needs. And some of that's going to be predicated upon, let's say you want to retire in five years, how much you think you might need to start pulling at that time. Or I mean, 10 years from now, we're going to have to worry about required minimum distributions. Yeah, that, that sort of brings up another uh, thought. Like I said I'm 62 now, probably go to I'm about 67, four or five years. Is it? Do I think about Roth conversion in between, say, 67 and 70 when Social Security starts, or 67, 72? Yeah, well, you might. Years? Yeah, between those years, we certainly might mm -hmm. want to look at that. Absolutely. And so instead of taking a withdrawal from your retirement account, you just convert some to a Roth. But you're in right, the state of right. Connecticut, which is not the best tax state. No, so. it's not. And, and so are our kids. So that means we're you're staying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're kids and grandkids and, and, and everything else, just like you, you gentlemen out in California. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you got to live where your life is. Yeah, right? so, I, I know. What, what, what to do with cash between now and, say, four or five years from now? Like I say, I'm, I'm kind of building up this cash account in my retirement. And, you know, I, I say cash, I say maybe half of it's cash, half of it's in various bond funds. I know there's not much you can do, but is there, is there any other to do this? There's no, there's no, there, I mean, it, no, there's not. I mean, you can take on more risk. Yeah, yeah. But you're already 85% in growth. <laughs> like, right, right. I would, uh, I, yeah, it's just the challenge is it's, as the Federal Reserve has, has cut rates so low, uh, it's really impacted any savers. So money that we have that's non-risk assets are just stuck at low rates. There's not much we can do about right. it. They're, they're negative rates right now when you real rates, when you factor in inflation. It, it does seem, though, when you get to a point that uh, you do have to make a mind shift once you once you actually hit retirement. Uh, it seems like so much time and energy you focus on on taking care of that nest egg, and then it's just it seems like you finally get that figured out and it's like, Oh darn. Now once it comes time to start drawing out, it's like a new strategy is needed, but I guess that's what but, keeps you guys in business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little more complex right around that stage, but yeah. it sounds to me like you're on the right track. I mean, you, you, you are definitely more aggressive in your 401k or IRA than most people your age. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it's, it's a good thing if you are in fact will stick with that plan during the next downturn. Yeah, I, I don't see any reason not to. Like I say, as long as we, as long as our pensions yeah. and everything are paying. And for if you're our, tempted, uh, just go listen to a previous show when things were down and we had the same. Advice has not changed about the, when the financial markets are going through their cycles. That the advice remains the same. So, hey, Ed, uh, certainly glad you called and wish you very well. Now let's go to Northern California and talk with Jim. Jim, you're with Allworth Money Matters. Hi, how are you? Hi, Jim. Um, I called in before, uh, so I'm going to retiring. I'll be 63 and I have no dependents. My home is paid, not married. And I'll have a pension of 4,900 a month. And I have investments in stocks, but also have a 403B that's close to a million. And so, and then, so I, my, my, my thinking is that I'm going to go ahead and take my social security right away and live on that and my pension and try to save as much as possible and not have to withdraw from my 403B. Um, I also have a stock portfolio of about 700K. Okay. And it's 90% in stocks. Uh -huh. So I haven't really thought about my taxes and all of that. I'm not really thinking that far ahead. Just thinking about how to spend the money when I retire. And, and how much do you, so you had a million dollars in IRAs, 403Bs, 401Ks, qualified plans. And your pension will be forty nine hundred dollars a month. How much do you make at your job today? About one hundred thirty k. And do you save a large portion of that? I do save. You know, I don't spend a lot. I don't spend frivolously, so I do save a, a good chunk. I, I've been like maxing out my. You know, my advisor says, "Oh, try to max out your contributions every year." So I try to do that. And so your um, and how much will your social security benefit be if you actually take it today? I forgot. Probably. I looked it up and I totally forgot. It might be like what, what two thousand or yeah, twenty one hundred dollars like a month sure. or so. Uh, so your question to us something is what? Like well, should I wait on my social security? Should I just take it? Someone suggested I take it and use that in lieu of taking my 
403B withdrawals so that that accumulates. What's going to give you the What's going to give you the highest propensity to spend a little money in retirement? Um, I don't understand. What, so that's an interesting question, Scott. So re-ask it. So yeah, you're you're you have, you're not married. You have no dependents. Your home's paid for. You got in this financial position because you've been frugal. You said you don't spend frivolously. Like, what's gonna? And so when you go to retire, you're no longer you're no longer putting wood on the wood stack, right? Now you're out there taking it out. So it's a different mindset. Oftentimes, good savers at that point in life tend to have a hard time spending some of their retirement savings. So if for the yeah, next day, if, if between now and problem, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if it's between, a good problem, but it's a problem. But if between now and 70, you're like, I don't really feel comfortable about taking money out of my fourth B and I don't take, feel comfortable taking money in my stocks. I better just live on my pension. Then it's a bad situation. Yeah. Cause then you're going to find no, I didn't your, say I would feel bad. I just saying, is that a, is that a good move? Try to, uh, well, if you can tell me the day I, you're going to die, mind taking money out. No, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, usually, usually, if you take, uh, if if, well, there's different ways to. You well, can, if if you have a normal life expectancy, right? Let's say ninety, another thirty years. Okay, so. all right. A normal life. You should defer years. Social Security, and start taking money out of your stock yeah. and IRAs. Normal now. or longer life expectancy. Statistically, yes. So if you were sitting down in one of our advisors' offices, the first thing we'd look at is we'd say, okay, what happens if between now it's and— It's assuming there's no sort of means testing. I mean, you, you take the four million bucks and it's 403B, you go another 10 years, let's call okay. it $2 million there. And then we do an 80000 he's got $80,000 on. on top of his uh, $60,000 a year pension. He's on a $140,000 single it's, individual. I was going exactly there. Plus the uh, stock portfolio that's got taxable dividends on it. I, I was exactly there, which is if you were sitting in an office. You're, all right, you're, it's your brother. I would say I would say I might defer Social Security till probably 55, 56 and look at doing Roth conversions. 55 between, or 56. Or 65 or okay. 66. And then looking you know, to Roth see whether to do Roth conversions yeah. in the meantime and living off uh, the stock portfolio. And then I'd reassess it every year based upon yeah, the situation. I don't think I'd wait till 70. I wouldn't wait till 70. No. I know that. But I'd probably wait till. The only, the only reason why I'm thinking this way is because stock portfolio is currently doing really well. It, it so did. Okay, that's returning it did. more than 10%. It, it did. But Social Security is going to be 8% per year. I know, but uh, it, uh, it did well. It's not doing anything. It did well. It did well. Right. It did well. It's not doing anything. And I, at these interest rate levels, I would not expect 10% the next decade. Historically, it's that stock market's well, done about feel six. That I should just wait on Social Security. No, I didn't no. say that. I, I, I would do the planning to see when to take it, but I would try to take advantage. I mean, the best way to get an answer is to do, is run some numbers and do some scenarios. I mean, that's, you can, there are actual programs that like our firm, that's what we, like, that's what advisors do. They run scenarios based on social security where you defer, right. you take money out of your uh, 403B, you don't, I mean, all those things. And do, you can, do, do I convert money from the biggest uh, risk is, is what the, what reductions there could be for high income retirees. Yeah, but Scott, even then, if, look, look, we could until we put this in a screen. My my guess is if, if he's going to want to do some Roth conversions at the age of sixty four and sixty five and maybe sixty six, live off some of that stock yes. account, start Social Security at age sixty eight, sixty nine, or seventy, or seventy. That's how I would do it. I unless I ran the what if scenarios, I could not give you an exact answer, yeah. but I would, he I, is a prime prime candidate for that strategy, Pat. I would be looking at Roth conversions and deferring social security. If I were you. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. I would be seriously looking at that. And that might be your best strategy. So so, I appreciate the call. Yeah. We're talking now with Joyce Joyce. You're with all worth money matters. Uh, thank you for having me. I want to say one thing that uh, Mr. Pat there, he used to be out at uh, Pacific Bell some 30 years ago. I did. And, yeah, anyway, you the one started me on my savings. I started with $20. Is that and right? I thought, so, oh, Pat, I'll never make it. So for and the for, Pat, I have a million and six hundred dollars. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Well, for the for for the listeners, I I I I didn't work at uh, the phone company, but um, which there wouldn't have been anything wrong with that, by the way. Um, 
I uh, would give uh, educational workshops, as would Scott Hansen, as would Allworth give educational workshops. We were known as Hansen McLean back then, but yeah. uh, we would do educational workshops yeah. around all we have of have lots of Pacific Bell uh, retirees. So and, clients. and so you stuck with the plan thirty years ago, and you have over a million dollars now. I'm a millionaire. I live in the ghetto. Come on, you guys. You guys were great. Well, thank you. I'm glad you that makes that warms my heart. It truly does. I was doing an allocation. Yeah, because for, I, you know, I kept listening to what you said and I listened to your talk show and I said, wait a minute, this has got to be good. Thank you, thank and you. It was. I was doing an allocation the other day for um a, a friend of mine's son in his first job in college, and I'm like, okay, do this, this, and this. This is what's going to happen. It's going to go up and down. You're going to get tired of it. But don't give up. Just stay with the allocation. So thanks for taking the advice. Do you have a question for us, or do you just want to keep talking about how great we are? Uh, well, I, you know, I do have a question. Okay, okay fire uh, RMD, okay, and don't know a lot about it. I'm currently 71, going to be 72 next year, trying to figure out when I need to take it and what do I do with the money. And are you, uh, is the money still in the company 401k or is it in an IRA? Yeah, part of it's in an IRA and part of it's in a 401k. And oh. then I have a 403b. Oh, you do? And you add yeah, all. I went to work. Okay, you went to work where? Uh, at a college. And so if you add all that together, that's the million dollars. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, perfect. That's a million point six. One point six million. Mm-hmm. Look at you. That is. And then great. I have uh, another stock that probably has about three hundred and fifty, and then I have a my own little savings about two hundred. Is your home paid for? No, that's a good thing. <laughs> it, your home is paid for. No, it's not, Pat. How much do you owe on your home? Seventy-six thousand. And how? And you said you had a couple hundred thousand dollars in savings. Yeah, that two hundred thousand. And it's in a bank account. Yes, sir. I want you to pay off your mortgage. Okay. That's the first thing. Just take the seventy-six thousand dollars and pay off your mortgage. Um, so, and I assume you have a living trust. No, I don't. Okay, so that's the second thing. I, it, it, just pretend we're sitting together like 30 years ago. And we're going to go through like <laughs> a list company. of things to do. <laughs> After the workshop, she hang, <laughs> hung around and got some free advice. So this is what you want to do. Pay off the mortgage, get a living trust um, right okay. now. And then check the beneficiaries on your IRA and your 403B. Who are the beneficiaries on your IRA and 403B? I just updated those, but okay. that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I would actually, I would consolidate all into a single IRA. You're no longer employed by anyone. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So I would consolidate that all into a single IRA. And the reason behind that is it's just ease of managing it. You have no economic benefit of keeping your money in a 403B, an IRA, and a 401K. You have a greater selection of investment choices at a very similar cost in an IRA as you do in all those vehicles. Right. So you're just going to consolidate it partially because it makes it easier for you. But more importantly is when you pass on, it makes it significantly easier for that money oh, yeah. to go downstream. And a lot easier for the required minimum distribution. And a lot easier for the required minimum distribution. And the rule behind that, Joyce, is you must start a withdrawal no later than the April 1st following the year in which you turn age 72. So you turn age 72 in the year 2022. But you're going to want to take a distribution next year because if you wait till the following year to make that distribution, you're going to end up with two for in the calendar year 2023. And the, the, the amount is it's, it's just under 4%. At 72, it's 3.65% of the account balance. So you're going to have to take out about $60,000 the first year and then every year, assuming the account balances remain the same or go up, you're gonna that number will will go higher as time goes on. And and Joyce, how is your how are these allocated in terms of stock to bond? Mm, I know you were gonna ask me, Matt. I don't know. Okay, so here's why this is really, really, really important. Thirty years ago, I would have given you a portfolio that was highly concentrated in equities or stocks. And you at, said 100%. 100%, right? 
And remember all those ups and downs you've had in the last 30 years. We want to actually make the portfolio more conservative as you get closer to taking the distributions. And the reason you do that is so that if you have this required minimum distribution and the markets are down, you don't want to have to sell equities in that side of the marketplace. So what you do is you put a portion of your portfolio in bond. And maybe yours at the end of the day should be 40% bond and, and fixed assets at 60% equities. But um, that is there's a couple things in the portfolio that you really need to take a look at. And, and the big one being is the equity allocation the RMDs are going to take care of themselves. All righty. Mm-hmm. Got it. Well, thank Got you. For, thank you for the wow. great call. You've made my day. You <laughs> did. You made my life. <laughs> oh, oh, I, no, I don't that, know about that. No, no. You were the one that worked <laughs> yeah. and saved. You did the hard part, which is saving. <laughs> yeah. You did the hard yeah, part. but no is... one was around at that particular time to give us that uh, expertise and help us get well, where we needed to be. Okay. Well, that's nice of you. You I might have found <laughs> someone else. But anyway, <laughs> we appreciate we'll the Pat, call. Pat's ego is big enough, by the way. So I'm just trying to bring it back Thank down. You, I told you I needed a larger it. office, Scott. <laughs> Yeah, Pat. I'm going to come in next week, and it's going to be this demolition going on. The walls coming down to make Pat have a bigger office. You're going to have a big office with like a couch and chairs, oh, and exactly, all that. like Mad Men. It's a big on the, uh, yeah, yeah. You got your desk way over there, but then on the other side is the couch. How about a little uh, whiskey uh, <laughs> like thing the, going on, like Mad Men? Like the yeah. And you're going to have a secretary and stilettos come and make sure there's always ice. Is that what you're looking for? That's it. That's it. Huh? Can that you was... imagine? No, I can't that's imagine. Awful. No, the whole concept's <laughs> the whole concept's <laughs> awful. I, I, for, I, I tend to have one of the smallest offices. As do I. And I, for years, I don't really, ca- I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me. No, don't need. Uh, yeah, don't need that show. Anyway, Joyce, glad you called. Dang it, that's all the time we have. It's um, one thing about being broadcast on radio. You've got finite time. You've got, you had to hit these posts. Exactly. So uh, once again, uh, if you'd like to learn more about Allworth Financial, go to allworthfinancial.com, allworthfinancial.com. And there's got tons and tons. It's not literally tons. We've got lots and lots of articles and videos on our website that uh, worth your time. Yeah, so we'll see you next week. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.